Hey, welcome to Hot Takes. I'm your host, James Scott, here to analyze anything and everything interesting. Let's dig into today's topics. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. I am unbelievably excited. We got spring training starting up very, very, very soon. We got uh, a World Baseball Classic coming out yes. here in Phoenix, Arizona. You know, I'm going to be able to see that team in person. It's one thing to be able to watch like an all-star game on TV or something like that. It's another thing when it's the same players playing the whole game. And it's not just, oh, it's an all-star game. No, this is competitive. This is they're trying to move on to the next round. So you're seeing guys like Trout and Goldschmidt and Arenado and Judge and Real Muto. And all of these guys are all on the same team. It's the most loaded of all of the World Baseball Classic rosters. So I'm unbelievably excited to see that team competing, trying as hard as they can, playing in front of me in Chase Field. Um, unbelievably exciting time of the year. Um, so without further ado, I wanted to launch into a, a, a topic that I feel like, you know, we don't really talk about as much. You know, we, we talk about the top players, but we don't talk about a lot of, you know, which are the teams that have the best overall defense? Which are the teams that have the best overall power? Which are the teams, you know, speed, whatever. Today, I want to talk about which teams have the best starting rotations. Now, there's about 11 of them, 11 teams that have the, the elite rotations um, that can be kind of thrown around here as to figuring out who the best of them are. So first off, we're going to start in the National League. New York Mets, you know, that's a great way to kick it off with all the money that they spent and the team like they have it um you have scherzer who's one of the five best pitchers in the game verlander who's one of the five best pitchers in the game upgrade over degrom because degrom couldn't stay healthy uh they got quintana who they added this offseason hit an era in the twos last year it looks like he's kind of finding uh how to be a uh, pitch mix hit his spots type of veteran or at least that's what they're hoping uh, if not, he's probably closer to a five-starter. They got Carlos Carrasco, who's probably closer to a three-starter, but they have him in the fourth spot. And then they have Kode Sanga, who they got from Japan, throws a 100-mile-an-hour splitter. Uh, I don't know how it's going to be with the U.S. balls, which are heavier uh, and bigger. That being said, you don't see guys throwing 100 miles an hour overseas, and you rarely see when, when they do that them coming over usually they play there for a few years and then they post and at that point in time the velocity is you know down he's he did that last year he threw over 100 miles an hour last year uh so regularly 100 that's um, fast yes unbelievably fast for for a pitcher from japan pitchers from japan are typically very crafty you know when you saw a guy like uh darvish or tanaka you know before the injury he's going 97 it's very rare this guy's throwing 100 so the Mets rotation absolutely has to be in there. Um, the Brewers rotation. Now, things could obviously change. But right now, opening day, it looks like it's going to be Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, who are all aces, followed by Aaron Ashby, who kind of emerging, as well as Wade Miley, who's there to pick up the innings and not exactly lose you games. The top three being you know, such year-in, year-out aces, um, as well as the potential of Ashby and the coverage of innings at the back, that is a as good of a rotation structurally as you could want to build. You got the innings, 
You got a kid who's emerging that you're not really depending on too much because he's your four starter. You got three proven aces up top who throw innings. So Brewers rotation absolutely has to be in there. And, you know, to go a little bit, you know, back to the back to the East, the Braves rotation. Now that Spencer Strider has come up and proven who he is, they've always Max Fried has always been my dude. Always been my dude. They got Kyle Wright, who's emerged as well. And then at the back end, you're looking at Charlie Morton, who's more of an innings guy. His ERA is not going to be good, but I have to name him because in big games, he's the same guy. He's that type of pitcher at this point in his career. And then in the five spot, it's looking like Ian Anderson is going to come up and take that spot at least maybe a month or two into the year. And we've seen what he can be in a good year. He could be an ace in a good year. The fact that he's their five starter or four starter, depending on what Morton does, uh, it gives that rotation the type of depth where the innings are there and you're looking at guys who could potentially pitch at the top of the rotation in terms of on a start to start basis. Um, Now the last one that we have uh, out of the entire national league is the Dodgers. Now I can't say that I'm a massive fan of the Dodgers. Uh, They have a lot of issues with their lineup that they're going to have to figure out next year. But one thing that is very clear to me, that they have an absolutely insane rotation, even without Walker Bueller. He's likely going to be out the whole year. They're hoping maybe he'll be back to the playoffs, but he's likely going to be out the whole year. They still have Kershaw, who's you know the same guy, just less innings. Uh, they added Cindergaard, who's likely going to be their four starter. They have Tony Gonsolin, who broke out as an ace last year, as well as Luis Urias, who is also an ace, at least on a start-to-start basis. I think he's going to try to go a few more innings this year. That's kind of the last thing that he has to do in order to be, you know, that level of of pitcher on a start to start basis. He is. And they have Bobby Miller, who's an ace in triple a ready for the big leagues. So even without Walker Bueller, you're likely talking about four aces on a start to start basis, as well as Cindergaard, who in big games is that guy. And in normal games keeps you in the fight. Those are the best rotations in the entire national league. Now, let's jump back to the American League. I want to first go with a team that I have to give credit for with regards to the move that they made this offseason. The Toronto Blue Jays, they had both risks of innings, and they didn't have enough guys at the top end. They went into this offseason, they added Chris Bassett. He's both a lock for innings and a lock for at least putting up elite elite three-starter and good two-starter numbers. You could, you know, say he's back end two starter and as good as a, a three starter as exists. Um, but adding him to that that rotation, it pushes Barrios back to the four spot. And in a good year, Barrios is closer to a two than a four. Uh, and he's in the four spot for them. And then they have Hun Jin Ryu, who is probably going to be one of those guys who still lights out in big games, but the velocity has dropped to the point where he's he's going through those years where he's gonna have to learn to pitch without you know differentiation between his fastball and his off speed. Uh, but he's their five starter, so that's perfectly fine. You know, he's gonna give them the big games like Morton is giving the Braves. Um, and then of course up top, they got Alec Manoa, who is ace, true ace, and Kevin Gaussman, who is somehow better. Um, I didn't think Gaussman was the real deal because it was pretty clear that he was using something during the uh the uh you know uh pine tar era controversy you know the sticky stuff taking the sticky stuff out of the game it's very clear that he was rubbing his glove before like throwing almost every pitch or at least every 
was it a breaking ball? Or, it, was same, it was the same pitch that he was regularly touching his glove for. Um, and somehow they take the sticky stuff out of the game and he's the same guy. So you've got to give credit to him. His stuff is so good that he didn't need the sticky stuff for it to, you know, play as an ace. You can only imagine what he'd be like right now with the sticky stuff. So uh, credit to him. The Blue Jays absolutely have uh, one of the best rotations uh, in baseball, top 10 rotation in baseball. Now, here's one that I have this team closer to 10. I think they're probably the 10th rotation in baseball. Sonny Gray, very good three-starter. Maybe in a great year or two, but likely a three-starter. Bolzovic. Uh, he is a probably a three starter, but he could eventually turn into an ace. Pablo Lopez uh, from the Marlins. Uh, they just got him, three starter. Uh, Kenta Maeda coming back from injury. They already got Tyler Maley. The Twins rotation this offseason has gone from being barren to now that they've added Maley. They've added Lopez. With Maeda coming back, I do think that there is a strong possibility that they get good seasons out of all five, even if Maley ends up being more of an innings guy. I think that there's a probability that he's more than that. Um, although there's some people who I talk to that that's just what they think he is. I, I think depending on the year, uh, he could actually be more than just an innings guy. But either way, he's their, he's their four or five starter, depending on you know when Maeda is back to full form. Uh, so surprisingly enough, the Twins, whose major issue entering the offseason was starting pitching in innings, they're going to be entering the season with a very solid five and not one where they're having, having to stretch a guy like Duran by putting him in the rotation the whole year. That is a guy who needs to be in the pen. I've almost never seen anyone with the type of stuff that Duran has. So keep him out of the rotation. Don't hurt that arm. You know, he could be a hall of famer if you just put him in the ninth inning for the next 20 years. Um, so that's the twins. Surprisingly, they're on here. Also in their division, again, we're not putting things in order here. We're just talking about the top 10, top 11 teams with an honorable mention. The Twins might actually be the honorable mention. Uh, we got the Cleveland Guardians. It still trips me up calling them the Guardians. because It still messes life. me up because I'm like, uh, you say yeah. Guardians. I'm like, what are you talking about? But then I'm like, I oh. Know. I know. it's it's uh, it, it messes with me. You know, I've been, I've been into baseball uh, since I was seven years old, so. 30 years old, it's 23 years of unlearning. So I mess it up sometimes, but the Guardians, they have Shane Bieber still, ace. They got Paul, or Paul Quantrill, his son, Cal Quantrill. Uh, he is, he has the ability to be an ace. There's still some growing that he's doing. That being said, I think he's going to be used to the big league innings. Either he either is, or he's going to be very soon. And at that point in time, I think he can take steps forward to being closer to an ace, as is he's a safe projection to be three-starter numbers, best used in a four-starter spot. But he's a three-starter that's likely going to be in the three-starter spot. So it's fine. Uh, They got Tristan McKenzie, who I think is really emerging. I think he's going to be another ace-like pitcher right behind Bieber, in between Bieber and Quantrill. Then for the back end, they got Plesak and Cavalli, who – are innings eaters, and they're not going to not keep you in games. In fact, Plesak is one of the most athletic pitchers uh, that I've I've seen playing in today's game. I mean, there's a high possibility at some point he wins a gold glove over there. And now we're going to talk about some of the heavy hitters. 
uh, the, the, the three heavy hitters, if you will, as far as rotations go in the entire American League. First, Houston Astros. Valdez, ace. McCullers is an ace when he's healthy. Uh, he's routinely hurt, but playoffs, he'll probably be healthy by then. Usually, if you have a guy who is regularly hurt, when the playoffs are coming by, if you know you're going to make the playoffs, you'll, you'll kind of just, all right, you know, let me take things easy so I can max things out at that point. So I think he's going to be the type of guy who, when he pitches in the regular season, he's either an ace or a two, but he will be there for the playoffs, uh, which is important because if they don't have him, that's a big drawback given the fact that they've already lost Verlander. They have Christian Javier, who floats between being an okay two and being, you know, a very good four, a safe bet to be a three. Um, kind of reminds me of the Yankees' Domingo Herman. Um, then they have Hunter Brown, ace starting pitcher coming up from the minor leagues, which is kind of perfect with uh, Verlander leaving, That you know, having a guy come up from the system. It's really key. You got Luis Garcia, who's kind of in the same range as Javier, just maybe a little bit worse in terms of start-to-start -start production, but better in terms of innings coverage. And they got Jose Urquidy, who for all intents and purposes, is, you know, a workable three starter, but they're using him as a five. So clearly Houston Astros rotation is uh, still just chock full of guys who are going to be either aces, aces in big games, or guys who are number three starters who are going to like keep you in those games. So it's one thing to dominate. It's one thing to keep you in the game. But if you have that across the board, uh, clear, clear elite rotation. Now, this is one that most people wouldn't think about. Now, very clearly, you know, naming this. So we're going to go into the Rangers here. Very clearly going into the Rangers here. I've saved the Yankees for last. I mean, it's very clear how good of a rotation they have. And given that I'm a Yankees fan, I've talked about the Yankees at length. I want to leave those for last. But the Rangers, the Rangers just added Jacob deGrom. In fact, the Rangers added like a good eight starting pitchers this offseason. They're taking advantage of the fact that if you take a starting pitcher and you move them to the bullpen, you get that velocity increase. A lot of the time, that's how you find the elite relievers. So I think the strategy there with all the starting pitchers that they've added is to make the best bullpen in the game by moving most of them to the pen. That being said, they got DeGrom this offseason. Sonny Gray started, or Sonny Gray, John Gray, the other Gray, spelled differently. Uh, he at, removed from Colorado. He ended up pitching like a three-starter. His potential has always been that he can pitch to a, a higher grade than that. Uh, one of my closest friends, Justin, faced him in college and actually took a, a fastball off his shoulder, which, you know, he said he never had a bruise that bad ever. Um, but it was very clear that this guy had absolutely electric stuff even back then. Um, being stuck in Colorado probably uh, dimmed his star a bit. Uh, but now that he's in the Lone Star State, you see how I did it? I did that. Yeah. <laughs> so in <smooth>. the Lone <laughs> Yeah. In the Lone Star State. Um, they kill me already. Uh, in the Lone Star State, I think that um I think that he's going to be able to take it from being a three starter uh to possibly being more than that. He's in the years where he should be able to take those steps, but at minimum, he's a three starter. They added Nathan Ovaldi, who fluctuates between being a two and a three. Uh, and then also, in addition to that, they added Andrew Heaney, who broke out last year. 
a while ago he was a top prospect, but it took and it took him a while. Um, but after last year with the Dodgers, adding him, they already have Martin Perez. So their rotation is DeGrom, Martin Perez, who pitched to an ERA in the twos last year, Heaney, who completely emerged as, as the elite pitcher that he was in the minors, Nathan Avaldi, who's their four starter. He fluctuates between being a two and a three. And then they have John Gray, who is, you know, just emerging, might be a lot more than a three, might eventually be a one. He's their five starter. So the Rangers have an absolutely ridiculous rotation and overall pitching staff that nobody is talking about because people you know, in general in baseball don't know what to think when you have a starting pitcher moving to the pen. But if you've been around the game as much as I have been, been watching the game for long enough, most of the best relievers were either starters or were starters in the minors and moved to the pen. All right. Last top rotation in baseball. Very, very clear is the New York Yankees. Yankees have Garrett Cole, who had a down year last year, not because he actually in real life had a down year. In terms of ERA, had a down year. He had about two starts that took his ERA from being like a 3-3 to like a 3-7. And you remove those those two starts. He's he's the same ace he's always been. Now, is he ever going to be that guy who every single year puts up an ERA in the twos? No. But is he going to be a guy who can go 200 innings most years with maybe 190 some years, uh, maybe 210 some years with an ERA most years between 3-1 and 3-4, which is an ace. Um, he's you know obviously going to strike out 200 guys a year. I mean, he is big games, ace, innings-wise, ace, strikeouts, ace, weak contact, ace, lack of walks, ace, durability, ace. I mean, Across the board, mentality, everything. Um, so clearly elite starter there. They just added Carlos Rodon, who very clearly is one of the best pitchers in baseball. And moreover, one of the best left-handed pitchers in baseball. I think even if you took, like, the thing is, is if you say, oh, this guy's a great left-handed pitcher. Cool. Most hitters are righties. So what of the left-handed pitcher, you know, pool, where does Rodon rank? Top. He's right up there with the best of them. So it's not like, oh, well, he's a good lefty pitcher. Like, say, Jordan Montgomery, who we had last year. Um, it's that of lefty pitchers. He's so much better. So much better. Uh, also worth mentioning that with Verlander leaving the Astros, the Yankees adding Rodon means a lot more, given that in the nine career starts that Rodon has had versus the Astros, his ERA is one five five. And it's basically a very similar, not the same, but a very similar lineup to basically every single time he faced them during those years. So bringing in him with the Astros team being as stable as it is, and they're in the lineup, you know, not a lot of changes in that lineup, and them losing Verlander is a massive game. But either way, Rodon's a clear ace, Cole's a clear ace, Severino was a clear ace before he had Tommy John surgery and had that little setback, right? He comes back from Tommy John. He shows no injury issues, and he pitches to basically the same ERA. He's the same guy. So now what you're talking about is around Tommy John, you have three ace seasons out of Severino. So that's about as guaranteed as you can be. You know, he'll be another year removed from it this year. Um, you know, he's only gotten Tommy John once, like most pitchers. 
It's not like he's like Tyone who got it twice, and yet Tyone ended up having a very good year anyway. Tyone's replacement is Frankie Montas, who they added halfway through last year, and he was kind of playing through a shoulder thing. Montas is a guy who eats innings. Montas is also a guy who is an ace. Now, there's going to be obviously a little bit of growth going from Oakland to Yankee Stadium, but the Yankees have the second best. It used to be the best. The Blue Jays took that that from them. The Yankees have the second best defense in all of baseball. So Montas joining the Yankees in terms of balls and play, that should also give him confidence. I do think he'll make the transition. He just needs to come back from his shoulder issue. It's not like he's getting labrum surgery or something like that. Um, Then you have Nestor Cortez. The the Nestor Cortez that everybody on earth loves because not only is, is he an ace, but he does the, you know, I'm going to throw fast pitch. I'm going to throw sidearm. I'm going to, you know, now throw the breaking ball. I'm going to go off speed with you. He tinkers around there. And it's not like the stuff isn't able to be a stuff based off of how he uses it, the differentiation in speed and break. But he also adds in all of these other things that will just throw off hitters in general and make it very hard for you to square anything up against him. He is also likely at this point, one of the five to 10 best left-handed pitchers in all of baseball. So the Yankees now have two of those. And if Montas does go out for a bit, I think I named him earlier, the Yankees have Domingo Herman, who last year really started coming into his own. He was always a guy who had control, command, stuff, movement, spin rates, everything, velocity, uh, to be an ace. But a lot of different things got in the way, including a domestic violence incident. So I'm not going to dodge around that because he's a good pitcher you know uh, there was a lot of different things that kind of stopped him from pitching and kept him from maturing that he had to uh, deal with and you know you're hoping that he's grown through those types of things it's something that people have to mention obviously but I said this earlier he's a lot like Christian Javier for the Houston Astros and I think if you just gave him a full season in you know the five spot or whatever if someone goes down that's exactly who he'd be. And he's the Yankees six starter. So they have five aces. Uh, and if anything goes wrong with one of them, they bring in Domingo Herman, who's going to be a three starter. So that is the Yankees rotation. And those are the 11 best rotations in all of baseball. Wow. I think it's very important to note that because a lot of these teams do not have the rest of the team and, as supporting them nearly enough. There's some teams here that don't really have that good of a bullpen. I do want to mention this, though. I've done enough research in this offseason to now know what teams I'm going to put money on this year. This is the first year I'm putting serious money down. After my track record of the last, like, 11 years, I feel comfortable doing this. I'm going to be putting $1,000 down on the Yankees, $1,000 down on the Mets, and $1,000 down on the Astros. That's about as objective as I can be about it. Now, I, I know a bunch of people are saying like, well, why aren't the Padres in that top 10? Because after the top three, they have nothing. Nick Martinez is the biggest guarantee that they have after the top top three. They might end up starting a guy like Adrian Morhon, who hasn't ever pitched 100 innings in the show. He, you know, and you're asking him to be your everyday five starter. So that's why they're not there. And it's a similar situation with like Philly. You know, they don't have the depth. So not to mention, you know, their bullpen isn't the way that a lot of other teams uh, have made their bullpen. It's not a bad bullpen, you know, that, but we'll save that for the bullpen episode. Um, all right. Well, let's go. 
<laughs> let's go. Let's go. There we go. There, get that microphone on, my dude. <laughs> I, I was like, what happened? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's go. go. We'll see you guys on the next one.